This week we observe Eric's midnight scenes. Uh, never again. Get super scary spooky because it's episode 136, the Halloween edition of Indie Game Riot. Everybody, this is Josh, and I'm here once again with the Eric M. Hunter that we all know and kind of love, uh, right there above me. Um, and uh, we're t- talking about scary, spooky stuff today because Halloween is coming up uh, on what, Saturday. Um, no, it's, uh, it's a Tuesday this week or this year. Yeah, it is it's a Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, shit. Anyway, point is that Halloween. Uh, this is the last show before Halloween, so that's why we're doing it today. Uh, yeah, you didn't get it, did you? I know. Slow, slow job. <laughs> uh, but first, before we go into the really scary stuff, uh, uh, what's been going on? Well, actually, I mean, it is kind of scary. You can, you're more than welcome to talk about whatever happened during the week if there's something that you want to talk about. But I'm kind of interested in, because this whole month, you've been doing the 31 Days of Horror for Halloween. Yeah. You watch a scary movie every night, right? Yeah. So yeah. how's that going? Wait, what What determines your choices, favorites, um, and least favorites? And really, you know, so a lot of it is, I, I got, it's probably like my eighth or ninth year of doing it now. So um, there's not a whole lot of science to it. <laughs> uh, I try to make some sort of preconceived list like beforehand. Uh, just so it's like, oh, what am I going to watch? What am I going to watch? It's like, oh, no, just grab the next DVD off the pile kind of a thing. Uh-huh. Um, there's a couple of staple movies I always watch. Uh, so on the 13th, <coughs> uh, the 13th, I always watch a Friday the 13th movie. Uh, just got lucky this month. It actually fell on a Friday, yeah. which was kind of cool. Um, let's see. Halloween. You always watch a Halloween movie. Um, one of them doesn't have to be the first one. Uh, usually I mix it up. I think this time I'm actually going to watch the remake since it's been so long since I've seen the, that Rob the Rob Zombie one. Yeah, uh-huh. it's um, it's not very good. Uh, <laughs> well, like the first half of it is like, wow, this movie is really interesting, and then the last half is a shot for shot like remake of the original, so it's mm-hmm. kind of pointless. Um, I tried to crush at least one franchise, so this year I went through all the Saw movies. I just watched the last one. How many uh, are there now? I haven't. So this Saturday, um, we'll release the eighth film uh, in the franchise. I so forget how many I've watched up to this point. Um, it's been a while they're, since they're not very good. <laughs> it's it's kind of upsetting because I enjoyed, like I like horror movies that that have plot and that, and have character and things like that. And, and at least the Saw movies at least had plot. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool things about the movies, but there's also a lot of, like, holes, too. Like, yeah. um, which movie is it? I think it's the fourth one, where the entire film, uh, or the entire quote-unquote main game Spoilers, the film. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, shit, this movie's, like, ten years removed already. I'm just saying. Um, the, whole, the whole main game of the film... Um, could have been one if the character, the main player within the game, did nothing. 
Right. Yeah. So it's like stuff like that where I'm like, this to me is just lazy. Like, but then again, they were crunching these out every year um, since like 2006. Was that the one? Was that the one where he actually dies and passes no. on? Well, so that's the other thing too. So the whole series is is kind of weird. So um, he technically dies in three, in the third one, but right. the fourth one There's takes place during the third one. So it takes place at the exact same time oh, as the third. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. And then in the fifth one, the movie opens up with uh, his body like on uh, like the coroner's desk. Uh, or the table and he's like cutting him up and then they find the tape I feel like that might have been the last one I saw the fifth one okay the fifth one I think the fifth one's pretty good I like the the second one I like the fifth one I like the first one just because it's the first one but that's a like three and four are okay just because it's an interesting twist of like oh shit these were happening at the same time it's so crazy it's it's weird too like the plot is what draws, draws me into those movies but generally speaking I'm really not into like torture porn uh, and know, it like, comes very torture porn yeah, yeah. like hostile and stuff like that. Like, I, yeah. I, ugh, yeah. it's it's just yeah, gro- it's, it's not uh, scary. It's just gross. I mean, the scariest thing is that now I don't want to go backpacking in Europe. You know what I mean? Like, I, right. Well, and I think I think with these films too, because um, I think it was the third or fourth one, there were very few women that were part of these traps. It was right. mainly men. Um, which was interesting because again, that's just not a, that's not a horror trope. It's usually you know the virgin that survives, and or it's the you know yeah. the 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 group of counselors because they're they're doing it, which is why you know they die stupid shit like that. Yeah. Um, but like the first two or three, like the main, uh, the majority of the people who die in these traps are men, which is an, and then like the torture porn hostile movie like and those films start to come out, and then it switches and it's all women, which is just weird. Um, to see that hard turn, but so what, what is your favorite horror movie of all time? Because I, I asked you on Twitter about which one that you like are legitimately scared of, and The Exorcist was your answer. Yeah, which, which I am with you on that one. I and there's I there's a lot deeper shit into that why I don't like it. But anyway, but what is your fi- favorite <clears throat> horror movie to watch uh, or oh, franchise? because um... there's some like there's some really good ones lately that have character development and plot. Like I said, that's why I like, but yeah, I would say, so I'm going to, I'm going to change it just a little bit. I think my favorite horror movie to show people, uh-huh. um, is a film called high tension. Hmm. Um, it's a foreign film. I can't remember. I, I want to say it's a French film. Um, cause the, the French title is like, uh, Swiss army romance or something. Or Swiss army, something like that uh, but it's called high tension um it's a foreign film but what's interesting about it is they they made the film knowing that um it was going to get a wider audience outside of france and so there's only dialogue in like the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes the rest of it is purely visual that's and cool. so that's what's neat about it is because one the, the story is just really interesting it's about a girl uh she basically spends all summer with a friend of hers and then there's just this psycho killer that's going around killing people and shit um there are parts pardon the the pun of the title but there are parts that are very very high tension (laughs) where it's that there's every time i watch it like i catch myself holding my breath 
because there's those scenes where it's like um where like she's in the closet and there's the view of her in the closet looking through like the the breaks in the blinds or whatever right. and the killer's like kind of roaming looking for her like those those uh things has always terrified me like i was never a good hide and is seek. it is it like one like, of those was it like one of those home invasion type things like like um, uh like the others or what are, what is that called not the others but you know what i'm talking where they wear the stupid yeah masks i know what you and... mean not not necessarily um the way that it comes about is like the it just he happened he just the, the guy just happens upon them and the girl escapes so he turns it into a game okay you know what i mean right um I don't want to give too much away because, like, the ending's really, really good. It's just, it's very well acted. It's not, it's very creative. Um, they do a very good job of, like, building a scene and allowing the characters to kind of, like, work within that scene. Um, it's not, like, over bloody and it's not, like, too gratuitous. Um, but, man, it's a, it's a fucking heart stopper for sure. Yeah, I think, uh, I like. Uh, I think it was his name, James James Wan. Is that his name that uh, does like Insidious and all that sort he of stuff? He did Insidious. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I like a lot of his movies. Like he always puts deeper stuff into his movies outside of just gore and slasher and cliches. Um, I also really liked. I don't know if he was involved with this or not, but Cabin in the Woods. Uh, yeah, was, was basically like really self-aware good. of like horror tropes and then just did fantastic with it. Love that movie, and then. You mentioned like uh, like these kind of like slightly obscure movies, but a lot of bringing around to indies, a lot of indie horror movies are doing really fantastic. Like The Babadook, uh, It Follows. Um, there's that one. Uh, what is it? They're like trapped in. They're they're afraid to go outside of their house. Uh, I forget what it's called, but anyway, there's some really good uh, indie horror movies that that have been shaking it up. So yeah, I think it's it's a lot like well, it's kind of a lot like indie gaming, in my opinion, anyway. Where in horror specifically, where it's like you can watch a low budget horror movie, and I can usually pick out like one thing that was like it did really really well, and then I think like man, if it just had a little bit more money for special effects, or maybe could have got a better actor, or maybe could have did a better rewrite on the script, like this movie would have blown up. Or it's just absolute dog shit. Like there's no in between. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like. There's always that, like, oh, well, I get why Well, there's it's... ones that were, like, made for, like, Sci-Fi Channel, and then there's ones that they, right. they put yeah, actual thought into. Those are, like, super popular, like the Lava Lantula and... Um, but they're popular the because they're fun to laugh at, you know what I mean? You, you True. Pull a, a science, you know, you pull a Mystery Science Theater thing on it. Yeah, I've actually right. got, on my Netflix playlist, I actually added Zombievers. Um, it's not terrible. Really? It's not... Good. I mean, it's supposed I mean, it's to be comedy horror. It's supposed movie. to be stupid, right? Like Sharknado. Yeah, it's supposed to be just like the. It's a, it's a very just like ridiculous. Like, of course, there's a movie about this. You know, right. that that's how I look at it. Yeah. But. Uh, well, uh, for myself, I've got a cold, which is why my voice keeps breaking and coughing and stuff like that. So I apologize sure. in advance. Um, Halloween coming up, of course. You're taking your your kids treat your kid trick or treating for the first time, I believe. Uh, yeah. Well, if that's what you want to call it, I mean, he's one, so it's like he well, just wants to your walk trick around or treating, the... but with the excuse of having a child. Right. Yeah. So he just <laughs> wants to walk around with the plastic pumpkin we got him to throw candy in because yeah. he's already like practicing around the living room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then 
little bit of a brag for myself because I'm super excited. But uh, I actually, I, I was in this, there was this, uh, there's a voiceover convention up in New York uh, in the beginning of November. And they do this, uh, they call it Audition Spotlight. And uh, people from all over audition to do it. And then they invite 30 people to New York to for like a round two. And then they take six people out of that round two and then put them on stage in front of like 500 people and a bunch of famous voice actors and stuff like that. Nice. And whoever wins gets uh, like an agency deal. You get to be the voice of uh, one of the New York City news stations for like promos and a new microphone. And I was invited to the 30 to go to New York. No shit. Congratulations, man. Thank you. I'm super excited about that. And uh, normally I don't like to... You know, like two miles horn. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm I'm just I'm proud of myself for that one. Even if nah, I don't make killer. it past the thirty, so that'll be fun. And uh, it's kind of wrecking schedules and stuff like that coming up. So I apologize for in advance. Uh, that's that is over a weekend, but it's gonna make everything kind of busy and hectic. So we'll yeah, see you what happens. Push everything out for back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. And last thing, I'd like to wish you an early happy birthday. For those of you who don't know out there, oh, thanks, man. Eric's birthday is Halloween. It is. Uh, so wish him a happy the birthday. Um, and extra dick pics to Eric at IndieGameRide.com. Airier the better. Please. Yeah. Don't he, shave for yeah. months. Just, he likes the, like a fucking jungle. <laughs> something, to, something to mosey about in when it's... As a matter of fact, know, the in, in the spirit of Halloween... Make it look like a horror show down there, like a crime. Like, <laughs> like it's a ghost or something. <laughs> Put a sheet balls. over it with <laughs> with a couple of eye holes. Yeah. <laughs> Classic. Uh, well, I got that email address now, so you can send them straight to there. Yeah, and then you can make it levitate. <laughs> anyway. Uh, well, any news injection? Are you bored with the same old games? Yeah. Why, then give yourself an indie news injection. Thanks, Indie Games. So Sony Music has launched an indie game publishing label called Unties? Unties. Uh, at first that... I thought I said Unities, but yeah, Unties. Yeah, un- I, I mean, yeah, Unties. Why so... is it specifically in Japanese? <sighs> well. Um, I know they're a Japanese company, but like. True. I don't. I don't. I'm sure there's a story behind the name, the naming, n- nomenclature. But it's well, like, like, it's like just... Nintendo has the Nindies, but that kind of makes sense. Well, maybe but... it's like they're just trying to say that like these indie stu- these indie music studios, are not tied to large corporation bullshit. I don't know. Even though are, 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 I'm just pronouncing it incorrectly. Um, Unties. Unties. Yeah, it could be. Who knows? Uh, so couple of notable things out of this so it is the sony music entertainment branch of sony not like sony playstation sony which is strange for one um they're focusing primarily on japanese indie games which is in my opinion kind of cool um why not bring those over to uh the the stateside um what was the other thing that was super weird? Oh, so they are publishing Tiny Metal, which is um, uh, as a uh, it's described as an arcadey uh, turn-based strategy game. It plays a lot like um, uh, Fire Emblem, 
kind of style, turn-based, tactical, yeah, uh, Advanced Wars, is I think is what it gets compared to the most if you ever played it. Well, that's like Wars. the original tactical thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting because that game is being published on the Switch, so a Sony company is publishing games on a, on the Nint- a Nintendo platform, which is kind of interesting. That is weird. Um, I don't know. Like, I think, so just the idea, it, it, all of it seems weird to me. So it's Sony Music. It's not Sony Online. It's not uh, Sony Computer Entertainment. It's Sony Music, which makes me think that Sony was like, we need to cash in on this money somehow. We don't want to create another division because then that division needs a branding and new notoriety. Why not just take one that we have existing to do this? So let's take Sony Music Entertainment. I don't I don't get it. Um well, I'm glad they're getting exposure. Yeah, like I mean, if anything, it'll I you know it'll just put more games in your hands, uh, for sure. But like, especially so wait, I mean, Japanese games. So, so Sony Music is publishing the game, not just the music. Correct. They're actually That's yeah, they're, weird. that they're is a weird. Game publishing label now. That is weird. So, yeah, I don't get it. But it's not called Unties. So they don't want to go through the trouble of creating a new division, yet they create. A new... a new division. Well, it's a new <laughs> brand title. Okay. Yeah, I guess it would be brand. Um, yeah. yeah, this one just. I mean, I feel like um, call up the Sony execs, Eric. I will. Let me just get them on the phone. Right. Should get them on the show right now. It's early there, right? It's early there. Uh, yeah, it's like uh, eight o'clock in the morning. Yeah, they should be. They should be nice and ready for an interview. Here, hold on. Let me just. I chip my pants if you actually got the Sony exact on the front. Like, no. all right, sure. Um, no, so it's it's. I mean, because there's a lot of other odd publishers out there. So like Adult Swim is a publisher. Um, yeah. Games. What was the other one that kind of? But they made their like that's because they have like that online. They made like white. I mean, it's in the same way that Congregate publishes in the games, quote quote. Uh, True. You know what I mean, and, and not to say that adult games, or adult swim games, are bad. I kind of have, oh, but I mean, the, the the other thing with this too, and this goes back into the whole fucking classic discussion that happens all the time, is that is this now indie or not indie? Because that right. was my thing with like adult swim games. I'm like, yeah, it's kind of borderline because I mean, it's adult swim, and a lot of the games are like, not just published but like are then become a part of the adults from family you know what I mean like you'll find them on their website for, for like online I don't know yeah they, they use the properties for other things other than the game mm-hmm. um, yeah. I mean and I think the other the other argument comes up too because it's like one of the things about being an independent gamer is the you know the, the to get away from publishers but I feel like one of the unnecessary evils now Especially with all of like the shovelware that's out there, it's kind of like kind of need something just to help stand out more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's a it's an interesting. And then, and then you then you have to deal with the whole issue of like finding a good one, a reputable. Well, that's one. yeah, that's the other problem too. Yeah. We've talked about that quite a bit about not <laughs> holding on to the IP and um, you know well, and one just that being at least does their do job. Other things. Like yeah, we'll we'll publish your game. Here's a little bit of money, and that's it. What about yep. PR? Anyway, uh, so Sony you know music. what you know what uh, is is not untied but tied up now. Oh, that was actually pretty good. 
That's uh, IGN and Humble Bundle. They are now tied up together because IGN has bought Humble Bundle. Um, they claim <laughs> they claim that nothing will change. Uh, and generally, we wouldn't cover something so uh, like general to the gaming thing because it's, they they don't just do any games. But I think that this could have. A, a significant effect on indie games potentially because uh, Humble Bundle store and the packages that they sell uh, are, you know in often include indies I mean they have a whole bundle called the indie bundle you know sure. every, uh, a few times a year um, and then the other side of this is that now you have a, a, a and I don't know how I feel about this because I've talked about doing it uh, but IGN being a media outlet for game news and stuff like that, reviews, there is a conflict of interest now with Humble Bundle because they because Humble Bundle also uh, publishes games. They have a right. publishing division, um, and not to mention selling the games. And, and it's like, why? What is stopping IGN from like giving good reviews to games that they just want to sell the shit of to make money now? True. But then again, I you know I've talked about it before, having a store and stuff like that. And and in my mind, if you're publishing something, then you should just not even talk about it. You know what I mean? Outside of like your own market. Other than campaign. we are the publisher, well, or just preference it of like, hey, by the way, we're the publisher of this game. Well, they have to. Yeah, they have to. If they don't, they get in trouble. But it's just I don't know. I don't like IGN that much in the first place. So that's um, what's odd about this to me, too, because IGN is actually owned by Ziff Davis. Mm -hmm. So why are they announcing that IGN has purchased or is joining forces with Humble Bundle and not Ziff Davis? So well, because, no one, not because no one knows to... them. It's a, that's a brand thing. Right. IGN, because the, they own, uh, that group owns like several outlets and not just gaming, right? Zip Davis. I mean, it's all a lot of it's technology based, from what I remember. Okay. Um, <coughs> we have the internet. I can yeah. check. But um, but, but the point is, like, if you say Zip Davis, and you could probably find out more like business savvy sites, but but people who know Humble Bundle know IGN. They don't know Zip Davis necessarily, right? I mean, probably, but I, this isn't. It's a more recognizable brand. But I don't think that's I don't know when it comes to like legalese. Like I think you need to tell like what company actually owns this, right? But not you know in, I mean? not not in a not necessarily in a press release, which was released by Humble Bundle. No, I just, well, yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, brands they own is PC Mag, Speed Test, Extreme Tech Geek, Toolbox, IGN, Everyday Health, Askman, Offers dot com, Tech Bargains, uh, E Media, and Salesify. So really, it's just IGN and PC Magazine that would cover video games. Correct. And even even PC magazines not entirely like that. Um, True. <clears throat> so, I mean, I, I think that's just them consolidating it to a, a brand that more people would recognize and potentially trust, even though I don't. Uh, because I mean, people do like IGN. There are people that like IGN and trust their reviews for whatever reason. Sure. Um, but I don't know. It, it, it's upsetting because I also, I mean, I'm subscribed to the Humble Bundle monthly thing. Oh, that's like, right. And I'm like, how is that going to affect like the games that I get now? It, it could be good. It could be bad. Like, I don't know. 
Because the whole thing is like, well, IGN opens up new doors to like more games and like, do they? Well, I mean, okay. So the what is their business model? What is Humble Bundle's business model? Are they they're so are they just getting these keys on the cheap and then reselling them for more, and then getting <clears throat> kickback, well, or are they, they getting them for free? Or no, they uh, usually I think they get unlimited keys. I, I have seen bundles that have had limited keys, but they they basically uh, for bundles. I mean, when you buy a bundle, you split your, your, your payment across Humble Bundle, the developer, and charity. Oh, that's right. You can adjust right. how much. But out of the store, Humble Bundle uh, splits it 30-70. 70% goes to developers, last I checked. Gotcha. Which is actually a pretty good split, to be honest. Oh yeah, considering like just anything in general, like yeah, you know the Half-Life uh, iOS app store, like Google Play. Yeah. I I don't know much about their publishing aspect. Um, as a humble monthly person, I know that you get... <laughs> as a humble monthly person. Yeah, the exclusive club. Um, I know that you get full access to like uh, a vault of all the games that they have published. Uh, exclusive to Humble Bundle. But not I. They're not bad games, but they're nothing like that. Would be like, oh, I know that game. You know, most people are like I haven't heard of that game. Uh, right. So I, I, but I don't really. It's fairly new part of their company too, and and I don't really know much about how that works and how they pay their developers and all that sort of stuff. But the majority of the stuff will probably happen behind closed doors that we'll never hear or see, and then it'll just. But do you, suddenly just start changing. Yeah, that's that's the thing I'm afraid of is that because that's yeah. what happens a lot of times when these. I mean, Humble Bundle was a big company, but you're talking about a large corporation now that is getting their fingers into it, their nasty, disgusting fingers, and that's what <laughs> always happens. They they slowly change things so you don't notice necessarily right away until it's too late. Right. And that's what I'm afraid of. Like, Humble Bundle is just going to become this disgusting cesspool like everything else that that company probably touches. Well, I mean, you know, there's other outlets out there. Another well, nothing like Humble Bundle, out. though. For, for Not yet. It's like anything else. I mean, when something goes flat, I mean, there's always something else to pick up the, the reins. It may not be as good, but, I mean, it's, it's always an alternative. Yeah, because, you know? like, those other bundle sites are terrible, in my opinion. But anyway... Uh, Last thing about this. What do you think that IGN or this whole thing will affect indies? Um, I think it's going to do... I I think they'll probably double down on the publishing aspect of it more so than anything else. I think um, you'll probably start seeing bigger games for what? a lot less. They're going to get the shit kicked out of them on the internet if they put a review on their own site. About oh, a game that they oh, published. It's going to be. I hate to say this, but it's going to be Gamergate all over again. Yep, it's going to be bad. It's, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen though. Uh, yep. God, that was a terrible time. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> this one's you. Oh, it is. Uh, so Twitch, popular Twitch, taps uh, Dust Force Dev to make a game played inside. Twitch. Now, when you when you say inside, so do you? Because um, there's there's games that are linked to Twitch where you know Twitch where it's people. Like, oh, can, Twitch plays Pokemon, or well, that's whatever. that's more of like a, a hack almost. But that that's mm. 
there are specific games that are already made where Twitch can, or, like, your audience can, like, fuck with you while you're playing. It's like, that's how the game is specifically played. Right. So what this, is, what's this difference? Uh, so some of the, the, the some of the additions they've done, they've had, like, uh, a lot more of, like, dynamic elements uh, to, like, the overlay and stuff. So, like, you use it um, when, like, so, some, when somebody subscribes, something pops up <coughs> on the screen with the overlay, like, stuff like that. Oh, um, okay. So, so okay, because before it was just like, okay, you type a thing in the chat and then it'll happen in the game. This is specifically using the overlay uh, controls that they've added and 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 you're saying that it's like kind of like how um, we have like this little mini game with the the fists or whatever where you can yeah. get a prize where people if they subscribe they could fuck with you in the game right where this where from what I'm reading and uh, I've looked at a couple of other different sources the, the way that they want this to be ran is like a game that is always running it's always on. And nobody has to watch it. Okay. Uh, but the the chat is the one who gets to play it, basically. That makes sense by using the, the this tool set that they that Twitch introduced last month. So it'll be a it'll kind of be like a Twitch plays Pokemon style game, but it'll be a brand new, unique game that's being hosted by Twitch. Does that make sense? And it will actually, yeah, okay. And it's beneficial to the streamer, and yeah, I, I get, I get what you're saying. It's, it's a lot like how Streamlabs and, and Nightbot work now, uh, right? But, but game more game like, right? Right. So it'll be interesting. Um, I think that I don't know. Did you have you? Did you play Dust Force? I have not. Uh, it's I don't know I didn't really care for it but um, I mean I don't know so I thought it was like odd because I mean Amazon <laughs> is Twitch now so they have their their own uh, arm of game developers now so it was kind of odd again it's an odd news week for me so like why would you t- why would you tap Dust Force why not your or maybe their studio's too busy so they well, haven't actually released anything, anything, anything are they well, they haven't released anything yet. I think they're just working on stuff, from what I know. And and then they they've been working on like Lumberyard and trying to get people to use that 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 game. Well, tool. yeah, that's the yeah that's the big thing, Lumberyard. But a lot of people don't. I, like I it. just thought that was like I was like, ooh, why Dust Force? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think it's pretty cool. I as as someone who's on Twitch, hello. Uh, Hey! Hey, Twitch! Uh, I appreciate it. More stuff to help out, and it makes sure. it fun for the audience and incentivizes and stuff like that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's basically it's what you always wanted to do with um, with you know <laughs> TV when you watch TV is to be able to interact with it, you know. And it's going to get to that point where that's exactly what it will be like augmented reality, baby. Yeah. Okay. So the three games that Amazon is working on. Uh, is called there's one called Breakaway, which is an alpha. Uh, New World, which also looks like it's an alpha, and Crucible, which looks like it's in beta. I don't know much about any of those. <laughs> uh, they all look like the third person something or others. But they're all battle royale. Yeah, it's either they're all going to end up being PUBG or they're all going to end up being uh, Overwatch. <laughs> 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 it's one of the two. 
Alright, so on to the horror aspect of it, since this is Halloween episode. Uh, I wanted to ask, indie horror games, obviously there are a lot of them, because uh, it's almost like horror... I mean, we brought it back to, like, we made a connection from, like, indie movies, indie horror movies to indie horror games and stuff like that, or indie games. And there is yeah. a lot of connection thinking about it, because there are a lot of indie horror movies, because they tend to be easy on low budget, you know. Uh, blood and gore makeup is, it can be impressive if you know how to do it, but at the same time, it's not, like, super expensive. Um, True. In this case a lot of indie horror games uh, seem like they might be easier to make uh, for beginners uh, you know especially if you use like cheap jump scares uh, there's a lot of yeah. lot of pre-rendered assets that you can use uh, and then of course YouTube everyone wants to strike YouTube gold you know they want to be the next FNAF or the next Slenderman or the next sure. uh, well, so that's what I was gonna. that's what I was going to say because like I don't think I've felt an oversaturation until those games came out like until slender man came out like until fnaf came out and now i feel like i can't get away from them is that just me or <laughs> i don't know if i felt it necessarily back then um because okay. it's been a while since slender man came out and uh, it's been a while since mm-hmm. fnaf really um i think fnaf maybe really brought it about uh because slender was Slender was like is like a cult thing, uh, right. you know what I mean? Like it, it, it came out of nowhere. It, it didn't really, I don't know how much if it made much money because it was like a free game, right? Um, the original one, anyway. Right. Uh, Just say it's gonna make a shitload of money now. There's a, there's a movie coming out soon. Are they actually went through with that? Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I got a green uh, a while ago. Amnesia really put frictional games on the map. Yeah, and that kind of started true. the wave, but it didn't. I wouldn't say it got saturated until FNAF because FNAF was a green light game, came out of fucking nowhere. Everyone true. looked at it, looked stupid, you know, and, and the guy didn't have a good history according to, you know, his his naysayers or whatever. Uh, even though he, I did see some of his previous like point and click games that are actually pretty good. Um, but anyway, FNAF I think is what started this oversaturation. Yeah. Uh, because he, it's a whole franchise that he's made millions of dollars and merchandise also, and he's going to get a movie probably, not to mention his books, whatever. It's it's kind of crazy. And he did it all himself. So now I do think they're oversaturated, and everyone's just trying to dig in. It's like the fucking gold rush uh, for any game. Oh, yeah. it's You, know, you, you strike while the iron's hot, for sure. Yeah. So... With that said, it's, people are going to keep making them. Obviously, there's nothing you can do about it. What would you want to see, you know, that would be like, okay, finally something different or something that captures my interest, something that's not just another one of fill-in-the-blank games? Uh, what would you want to see in the next horror game? Like Man. the next big one that you're like, damn, this is it. This is it. And, and Outlast is in there, by the way, too, but they are indie, definitely. But I feel like they have an edge because of where they came from. So I didn't include them in that. Oh. Uh, yeah. They were highly experienced uh, people with money. <laughs> True. So, uh, yeah. I think 
um, one of the things that I think gaming in general needs to get away from is the uh, me versus you aspect. Like uh, any game or a horror game specifically, I feel that um, like going back to like the horror games of old, of like Resident Evil and Alone in the Dark <laughs> and Silent Hill. There's always that monster that's following you, that's like attacking you and trying to kill you. Right. Um, and that's, I feel like that is the easiest way to create some sort of conflict in gaming. And when you go the other way around it with like Amnesia and Five Nights, um, where it's more of you are observing something that's going on and trying to um, manipulate the situation. <laughs> like I feel like those style games show better just because there's not a lot of them. Does that make sense? Well, I think... I mean, there's monsters that chase you in all of them, I mean, except for maybe FNAF. They, they chase you, but you can't move. But I think that's I think that's what really did it in all of these games that we mentioned uh, is, is the fact that it's not about... I don't know if it's about the monsters chasing you. It's the fact that you can't fight back. Resident Evil, right. Silent Hill, you had weapons. You could fight Weapons back. and guns. And, uh, yeah. But in, in, in Amnesia and in Outlast... Uh, Slender in FNAF none of of those games you could fight back and that's what made it extra scary Um, the other part is like okay well how do those scares come about is it is there a build up like well yeah that's the other problem too because like I mean I think that's the same thing again going back to the movies like if you want to scare your audience the easiest way to do is with a jump scare you know what I mean like there's it's so so cheap Exactly, yeah, especially when it's, like, overused in, a, in abundance, you know. Uh, so, it, you know, that's the that's the problem you need to fix, you know. The, you need to fix the well on something like that, not just the sink. And fixing that is, I mean, Jesus, how do you even fix that? Because if you truly want to scare somebody, then you need to know them personally, and you have to, you know, touch on something that they actually fear, you know, because it's really easy just to pop something up on the screen and then have somebody yell or... And and some odd noise to scare somebody. And that's what you see a lot in, like, a lot, there's a ton of horror games on Game Jolt and HEO trying to be the next FNAF or whatever, or trying right. to be the next YouTube Gold. And and they get played on I YouTube. YouTube. They get played because, you know, cheap, cheap jump scares, and it gets sure. reactions out of YouTubers and, and whatever. But but the rest of the, the, rest of the consumers that watch this they like okay well it's fun to watch them jump but I'm never going to play it but they've gotten smart to the fact like okay well I'm not going to buy it because right. it's I know what it is it's it's not anything interesting true um, like I, those games that, that were successful you know obviously I would say you want to like follow their lead but at the same time I don't want to see another like oh, here's another I don't want to start like here's another Outlast or here's another right. FNAF or whatever. You know, there's enough fucking fan games of FNAF, hundreds and so hundreds many of fan them. games. Uh, so like I'm trying to think of like what because the other thing that you have to realize too with with indies obviously is that there's a low budget, so it's easier sure. for a AAA game to make something unique ish. Uh, because they have the funding to do so, like like uh, until dawn was cool because of uh, the choice mixed with the uh, motion capture that they did, mixed with uh, just a cool story and, and nice graphics. But um, 
So you, you probably wouldn't see that from an indie studio or the Evil Within 2 uh, or Evil Within and Evil Within 2, obviously hearkening back to Resident Evil, but you got that AAA quality to it. Right. Um, so what can an indie game studio do to stick out at this point? Uh, because we determined, like, don't use jump scares in, in excess. Right. Uh, yeah, weapons uh, are cool, but focusing and focusing on story, I think, is important. Like one of the games, because you you had mentioned uh, about like the whole jump. You ever played? Um, I know I was gonna forget it right when I was gonna say it. Let's see if I can pull it up really quick. Uh, hold on, don't go anywhere. I mean, we're gonna talk about some some terror board the speedwell. You ever played that one? No. It's a it's a text adventure game, and it's kind of terrifying because it's really well written. And it's uh, the story's really, really good. Stories and kind of, untold? Huh? Have you played Stories Untold? No, I've uh, I've got it on my wish list. That looks amazing. <coughs> that's one thing. I mean, that's been done because obviously text adventures are, are a nostalgia thing. But Stories Untold did it in a, in a modern way. Right. The, the text adventure. When you mentioned that, uh, they did it in a modern way. That was super interesting and fucking made you really tense. Clench your butthole real tight uh, <laughs> playing right. that game. And well, it, so that's the thing, too. So that's what's cool more terrifying is whatever is your in your imagination. You know, like, there's no FNAF or Slenderman that will ever be as terrifying as what I'm, I'm imagining in my mind. You yeah. know what I mean? So if you're able to inflict that instead of trying to show something on screen, but again, that all comes back to, like, writing and story and right now I'm actually starting to see more of a uh, a shift towards psychological horror and I guess Amnesia uh, was kind of like that but there seems to be a heavier dose of it in, in a lot of games coming out or that have come out recently because we're going to talk about Observer later uh, mm-hmm. right after this and that's definitely psychological um, game that I'm voicing in and working with uh, uh, um, Tether is going to be psychological um, with with choice based aspects. Yeah. Sci um, sci fi seems to be making a push too because they're both sci fi games. So maybe a different setting seems to be in order. I guess outside of like the creepy castle or dungeon or whatever the fuck you're in. So you know, there's definitely room. I'm just hoping that people can find because in movies there's there's you can it, it it's definitely about the writing and directing, right. but, but you know what I mean? The story, it's like, okay, this guy kills this person because they're having sex. But that's a bad one. But then you have like something like it falls or Babadook where there's like some deepness to it or depth. Sure. So I think that's maybe harder for, for, for game studios to do. But I, I, I know, yeah, see, I don't think so. Like, really? I think it's just, I think it like just the focus moves. But you can like get I, what I'm saying is that you can get production value for cheap in movies if you know what you're doing. Oh, okay. Production True, value is harder I mean, to come by in indie games. I don't know. I mean, but if the story is no good, then right. The mm. story is always first. I think story is always yeah, first for sure. But to do some cool stuff is what I'm saying. Right. Like yeah. which, like mechanic wise, or or graphics. But anyway. Uh, let's talk about some games. Games that uh, are doing it well 
First up, I'm starting the riot. Huh? This week on Starting the Riot, we're talking about Observer. That's my voice breaks. Observer is by Bloober Team. Yes, the same people that made that one game about the guy who makes art with people's blood and skin and hair. Uh, what the hell was that game now? I can't think of it. Oh, yeah. What was that game? Uh, God, I can't think of it now. My brain's shutting down now. Anyway, the point is, Observer is a sci-fi horror uh, where you play an old dude who I think is an AI. I haven't played through the whole thing. Uh, but you play as an old dude who I believe is an AI who is essentially a, a, a cop in this in this world. Uh, and I believe it takes place in Poland, by the way. This is a Polish game. Or it's in Poland. Uh, and you go to investigate. You go to find your son who's missing. You investigate. There's a headless corpse and shit goes down uh, you know building, typical stuff no big deal yeah the, the, build, <laughs> the building go to, gets locked down and there's a lot of questions involved in this and apparently there's something called the phage uh, which I think affects people with uh, like body mods uh, you know like cyborg implants shit like that and uh, I think these mods are in just about everyone at this point in, like in this universe Uh and the phage like turns them into some crazy fucking monsters or something. I don't Weird. again, not having played through the whole thing, I don't exactly know what's going on. Well, yeah, I mean But uh, some of the things that you can do, there's like this weird Batman thing you can do where you can investigate crime scenes by hitting a button uh, and uh, I think it uses up some sort of something. It's, it uses up some sort of resource since you're an AI and you have to occasionally like take these pills. Uh, that you have to find throughout the game, uh, which is an interesting thing. I haven't, I've only had to use one so far. Uh, the other thing too is that you find these bodies and you can like download yourself into their memories to see what happened. And they're really, they're always super fucking trippy. Yeah, that's a super popular thing. All of a sudden, getting into people's memories. Well, yeah, and like rather than like watching a clip of it you like relive it yeah 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 it's crazy but it's like super trippy because it's a memory yeah. uh and and this is a psychological horror we were mentioning that before where it, it, with that not not just i mean the obviously the memories do that because it's so crazy in there uh where like you know rooms change everything's like non-euclidean and uh just noises everywhere and eyeballs p popping out of tvs i don't know <laughs> yeah, uh, but I actually I walked into this game like kind of underestimating it I was like well it's, it's a sci-fi horror but I mean it's just going to be like you know oh it's creepy in the place but and there's like oh it's like because I thought it would be something more like Soma and Soma had it's scary right. moments but it wasn't like it wasn't like super intensely scary outside of those moments but this game uses audio so well that I just about shit my pants the first time I even caught a glimpse <laughs> of the monster. What I would assume is the monster. I still haven't seen the monster in full, by the way. Uh, and I've, I've played a, a good chunk of it. Um, and, and actually, we were talking about good like aspects to uh, 
horror games, and and that's that's another one where you don't see the monster very often, or right, or, but you hear through, it, especially through the beginning, because that builds up that that atmosphere. Yeah. Um. And the one thing I don't like about the game is through your investigation, you have to like talk to the neighbors in in the other apartments, and it takes so goddamn long. Like you can't skip them really. <laughs> and it kind of breaks everything. Yeah, it's just. It, like I get lore and information about the game and what's going on, but it, I don't know. It, it's just too much. You have to talk to too many. Like if it was just every so often, it's fine. But you have to talk to too many of them. Um, Strange Days meets Blade Runner. Jesse asks. Um, I don't know Strange Days. I could see the Blade Runner influence if if you're looking at that. The reason that it looks all like cybernetic. Uh, I think is because you're seeing it through the eyes of this guy who is an AI. I don't think it actually looks like that necessarily. I may be wrong, but that's my theory because there's there's certain areas oh, where you I walk see what in. You mean. Yeah, there's certain areas where you walk in, and like the entire wall looks like it's fucking cyber shit. Right. You know what I mean. By the way, this world is the most. I don't. Maybe it's just he's in a particular area where it's just slummy, but. <laughs> everything looks like shit and they, there's like to walk through hallways they, there's just holes busted in the walls to get to another hallway I mean, look at this bathroom in the in the play by the way I, I don't know what you're looking at Eric since you're probably looking at the stream but um, it's fucking disgusting there's like there's like meth pigeons flying around uh, but they do a good job uh, narratively Fucking with your mind, the audio that kind of hit the 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 holy trinity of uh, you know good horror game, right? right? And 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 the graphics too. Um, trying to think if there was a, something else I wanted to mention about Observer. Would you say meth pigeons? Yeah, I said meth pigeons. There, if you get if you catch a look at, a, at one of the pigeons that fly, or for whatever reason flying around in this building. And I haven't seen, like, a hole to the outside where they would just be coming in. I, I guess you could assume because the place is so disgusting and, and gross and broken. But there are pigeons flying around. And they're, like, they're like half bald. And they're, like, hey, hey. Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, nice. By the way, the monster, uh, that's why I mentioned. Even though I haven't really seen the monster, for whatever reason, they're, they're, the way it's described as you're investigating and the way like people have died it makes it seem like it's some for, sort of fucking werewolf I, and you like find hair in one of the crime scenes so I don't know what this guy's looking for and what, how or why or what it could be affecting the fucking body modifications how deep are you in? Uh, I'm not sure how many hours I play probably three hours mm. or so I can't imagine it's like you over have one point nine hours. It feels longer than that. <laughs> All right, two hours in. Feels longer than that. I'm telling you, man. I it could also be because I'm recording it, so maybe I'm just like uh, I have to yeah. pause in between, so maybe it feels longer. Yeah. But uh, again, I underestimated the scariness of this going in, but I am at a point now where I'm just constantly paranoid. I jump at everything. Yep. In this game. Uh, at the point that I'm at and I'm so terrified of seeing the monster for the first time it, it, it does a good job in that way so yeah. uh, 
Observer by Bloober Team on Steam. It costs if I can Bloober find team. it. If I can find it because I'm unprepared. Oh, it's on sale right now for twenty five forty nine. Normally thirty bucks USD. Go. There you go. Uh, we should we should meth pigeons. I'm gonna copyright meth pigeons. You're gonna have to. That's another. T-shirt. Anyone who's good at art. Yeah, anyone who's good at art, draw a meth pigeon. We can use it on the shirt or something like that. There you go. I would, I would, I would wear it. Meth pigeon. I would wear <laughs> a meth pigeon shirt. Sure. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Any questions about Observer? Uh, it looks cool. Um, I look forward to playing it. You should. Crap your pants, sir. I mean, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, before crapping your pants. Let's head on over to the Peep Show. Please give all your attention to Early Access. This week on Peep Show, we're talking about... The fuck are we talking about? Never again. Never again. I was on the wrong screen. I got really confused for a second. Never again will I do that. Uh, By Primary Games. This is... Okay, so we mentioned the oversaturation of uh, horror games. And this kind of like... The first glance, you're like, okay. this is that bucket? It it kind of feels like that, right? Yep. But they they put more thought and energy into the story of this. from from the from what I've seen, uh, played of this, there is some puzzle aspects. You have to find certain things. Um, it's it's there's a lot more tension. It just kind of has a Unity engine feel. That's the yeah. thing, you know, where it, like stock stock assets and it's not like beautiful like Unreal or something like that. Although if you know how to use Unity correctly, you can make it really nice. Um, not to say that this doesn't look nice, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's kind of got that glow to it, like that. Um... Like the lighting is off the tab. Yeah, it's kind of like when you see. It's kind of like you watch television. You watch a television show. And you're like, that's great. It looks cool. And then you watch a soap opera. And you're like, that feels fake. Yeah, it because looks like they that. because There's they run it in like blur. sixty frames per second. Yeah, I will. I will give this game props though. So this is a it's a first person aspect. Yeah. Uh, where there's spots where like you can actually see the characters' arms, and you can look down, and they got legs. <laughs> so I give them props that, for that. Well, again, because you see this a lot in in a lot of like the I don't want to say crappy horror games on Itchio, but the less developed horror games on Itchio, and uh, that's that's oftentimes you just see like disembodied arms floating around or hands or whatever. Yeah. So um, this kind of this kind of reminds me actually uh, in the way it feels. Actually, no, they are using Unreal. Yeah, it's Unreal Four. Holy shit! I just realized. Oh, I thought that's why you made that joke. No, I, like, I thought oh, yeah, they were it looks, using. It looks like it was made on Unreal. Like, yeah, it was. No, I thought it was Unity. It's Unreal. No, no. Anyway, never mind my stupidity. Still uh, funny. Hey, there's pigeons in this one. <laughs> but they're uh, not math pigeons. No, these are regular pigeons. They're death oh, this pigeons. This looks cool. This looks like um, this like this this kind of stuff reminds me of like the fun aspects of Resident Evil which was like the puzzle spots like yeah sure like the running and gunning like you know that stuff's okay but man like be able to like really dive in, in, in deep to some of those puzzles in those games like oh that was the stuff I really enjoyed so this looks pretty cool to me yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, 
the puzzles and the story they, they added into this, um, and it reminds me a lot of, it, how it feels reminds me a lot of, uh, what is that, like the horror game with the, the, where you play like the toddler. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know what I'm talking about now. Uh, I do. Nah, that's what I Yeah, my brain shut down. But anyway, it reminds me of that game, um, in the way that you're playing as a little girl and you're kind of among the sleep. Among the sleep. Thank you. Uh, and you kind of like fall into this nightmare Narnia version thing of you know whatever world, and she does kind of I th I believe spoilers I guess kind of. Uh, she falls into her wardrobe, of course, and, and ends up in this horror realm where, you know, there's a lot of baby doll heads and, you know, dangerous cliffs, things like that. And there are, there are, I don't know if I would call them jump scares, but they are, there, there are some startling things. Yeah, there's some, uh, there's some, like, movie magic going on. Yeah, there's some startling things like, you know, like all of a sudden something might start shaking. You're like, oh shit, what's happening? But it's not right. like a jump scare, that sort of thing. So, um, I think all that is, when when you go, it's it's in early access right now for five bucks. But it's essentially a demo, what you're getting, because, because of the early access. And that's, I've always had a kind of a weird thing with uh, early access narrative games. Because it's like, well, why don't you just finish? <laughs> Right, or doing. give me a or give me a prequel to the actual game that you're building. Yeah, something or something I, like that. Yeah, but uh, but anyway, it's essentially a demo that you're that you're supporting them financially with by giving them five bucks for that, and then it, I would you buy it for five bucks now. I would imagine that they're going to raise the price and, and once it's finished, and and sure. then you've bought it for five bucks. So why not? You're supporting devs, getting it for cheap, also. Anyway. Uh, hmm. After you go into this wardrobe, I mean, you're seeing it on the gameplay now, but you end up in this, like, cavern uh, with baby dolls, and you have to figure out how to get through and solve the puzzles. Uh, you end up, like, going across this rickety-ass bridge, and there's some, like, again, with the psychological horror, there's some, like, weird, surreal shit happening with the baby dolls and some more puzzles that you have to go through. I think, I think if they were... They need to touch up. Being that this is unreal, I think it should look better. It, it looks good graphically, but I think it should look better. Being that it's unreal. Um, well, I mean, it's. But again, good. early access. Yeah. So hopefully that's something that they'll they'll polish. So as mean to them. The fact that I confused it for Unity is a problem. Oh, true. Usually you can tell the difference. Uh, but anyway. Hmm. Uh, any last words on Never Again by Primary Games? No, it's, uh, it looks. In I I'll probably check it out. It looks interesting. I, I'm not an early access guy, so I'll wait till it's like done. It's only five bucks, man. Yeah, I know. I'm, there's like I can buy a thousand games for five bucks. What a dick! Huge, huge dick. Huge. You know Just what else nice is huge? Guy with a huge dick. What? Free games. Because <laughs> it's free fun. <laughs> This week on Free Fun, we're playing Overcursed by Petro Fratello. Already wrong. You Damn suck. Pietro. 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 Ferentelli. 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 And then Florence Nuklevich. Florent. Yuknevich. Which 
which is according to Google Translate, how you pronounce it, Yukniewicz is how yeah. you pronounce it according to Google Translate. Go anyway, <laughs> it's a uh, it's a it's a it's a tiny little uh, uh, point and click game. Um, you play as a uh, the uh, worker for a company called Overcursed Inc. Uh, you get phone calls about uh, things that you need to go and get rid of in terms of evil spirits. Uh, you got a cute little dog named Rocky to fault with you around. Um, the pixel art's really nice. It's a good art direction. I Actually, feel. it reminds me a lot of uh, of Spelunky. Yeah, it's kind of got that rounded to it. Yeah. yeah. Um, model. It um, it was what was it made with? A, I'm assuming this was a game jam game. What is a yep. game jam game on it, you? Also true. Um, I actually I think it ants it fixes one of the uh, the problems that you run into with point and click games that have multiple floors, which is like how do I get my guy to go up the stairs and up into the the next floor? So the cursor uh, has basically an anchor on it that drops to the floor. So if you want to go up to the next floor, you just bring it up and you can see that the anchor kind of goes with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, which to me is it's a pretty damn good idea. It's a good workaround. Um, yeah. Um, I think like I beat the game in like ten minutes, so it's not like crazy, um, long or anything like that. But it's a it's a fun little interesting, kind of silly. That the ending's a little weird. Um, spoiler alert: your dog dies. That's dies. Poor pug. Yeah. Uh, and then you end up killing him again <laughs> because he gets possessed. So you have to. It's like the boss battle. Again. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the <laughs> ultimate boss battle. <coughs> Kill um, your dead but no, it's 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 pretty neat. Like it's um I don't know, there's not a whole lot to it. It's just uh it's just kind of a neat little little game to burn through when you've got like fifteen minutes of downtime. Who are you gonna call? Overcursed Inc. Very was good. That, was that too hype? Very good. <laughs> was that too hype? I mean there there is a <coughs> There's a proton pack in the game. So, by the way, oh. uh, the the jam that you you referenced was the Asylum Jam of 2016. Oh, okay, good. So it was a jam game. Boom. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any other information that you missed here. Did you you mentioned you got stuck in one part? What was the part that you got stuck? Uh, it... The part that I got stuck in was the beast. Uh, it... So there's a part where you are supposed to clean up all the smelly smells with her, her like cologne, perfume, spray stuff, and then you're supposed to get rid of the beast. Well, I couldn't figure out. You get like a bear trap. So since I got a bear trap, I immediately assumed that I was supposed to stop a bear, because you know that's just how my head works. Uh, damn it, Rocky. Um, <laughs> uh, well, so, did, did it have anything to do with like scriptures? Scriptures. Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. There's a part on their on their itchio page. It says, "If you think you're stuck after the scriptures, which is apparently in House Four, oh no, you're no, not." That part was pretty. That part makes sense. No, this part was like I just didn't know where to lay the trap at. Gotcha. Okay. So, but no, the, I know the part it's not. Uh, by the way, you can play this right in your browser on Nichio, which is pretty cool, yeah, too. Yeah, that is very cool. Uh, any other words about Overcursed? Uh, no, keep um, keep making game jam games. 
Good job, guys. Keith, uh, change your last your... names. <laughs> well, or just get a get like a, a company name. We're there. American. Don't force us to say foreign words. God. Well, which is funny because the 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 turn on that argument is, oh, we well, have no problems pronouncing all these fucking names from Game of Thrones or uh, Harry Potter or. What's well, funny know, is like, that they're probably Lord of the Rings. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they were American. They just have the Polish name. That uh, could be. Uh, anyway, you know what's not Polish? Man, you lost me on that. The end of the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's that mean? Because the Polish don't pull out, or they do I, pull out? There is no meaning. I just it oh, was okay. it was a throwaway. Uh, <laughs> so it was. It's the end of the Halloween episode of Indie Game Riot. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the spooktacular. I'm I'm really resisting doing some cheesy ass Halloween cliche like pun thing. I don't know. Man, I mean, you've talked about it this long. You might as well just start throwing them out there. I don't. <laughs> I'm I'm embarrassed. Anyway, uh, if you enjoyed what we do, you want us to to keep going till next Halloween. Please consider going to patreon.com slash indie game riot. Donate to us uh, once every month uh, for as much as you see fit. I'll suggest five bucks because that's the price of a coffee out in the wilderness anyway. It's cheaper at home. But if you get Starbucks coffee every day, that's just one Starbucks coffee you sacrifice. Or whatever for five bucks. Sure. By the way, you can also subscribe on Twitch anyone who's listening live, especially if you have a an Amazon Prime account, you can do it for free like Eric Hunter does. It's <clears throat> true. Uh, you can also help us out by contacting us at uh, IGR Podcast uh, on Twitter or Facebook.com slash IGR Podcast or you can email us contact at IndieGameRide.com Send us news news, not nudes. I don't know how that sounded because my voice broke during that. Uh, it's a Freudian slip is what it was. Got nothing to do with the voice. Yeah. <laughs> send us news, games to interview, or feature people to interview. This is what I'm trying to say. Uh, tell us what your favorite scary games are. Indie games, preferably. Who does a good job? Who doesn't? Name some worse ones. I don't care. Just do it. Do it. Say your last words tonight, sir. Um, stay scary. <laughs> that was gross. You just made me snot. I'm sorry. The cold is gross. The cold. The cold is gross. <laughs> anyway, a happy birthday. Thank uh, you again to you. Uh, I hope you uh, don't die on Halloween. Thank you. I also hope I don't die on Halloween. I'm foreshadowing. Uh. <laughs> Be scared. I hope you look over your back for your old birthday now. That's <laughs> going to be terrible. Uh, say your goodbyes. Bye-bye. Doodles.